Listen, what is good to find dolls? If you're coming from my last podcast, you already know what time it is. I try to keep my podcast at 30 minutes, but we just kept going and going and going. Um, we are going to have seven planets in retrograde. Um, and one of the ones, I came across this link that talks about Jupiter retrograde. So if you want to, you can listen to the last um, podcast. Let me go ahead and... Um, Type in real quick what the dates are for Jupiter retrograde. I like it because it gives you time to plan for it. And then we're going to jump into this article I saw. So we're coming on to a Jupiter retrograde September 4th until December 2023. And so you're like, well, I almost said my name. Like, well, musings of a divine feminine, we're in July. Like, what's the problem? Let's look into it and see if there's things that we can plan for, things that we can anticipate Right, but and get an understanding of it too. I like to get out ahead of things. If we have a little bit of downtime, like you and I do right now, then let's kind of figure out what to do. And or some of you might be checking in later on this year, closer to the beginning of September, and be like, "Oh, it's here. Let me let me find out what we're about to get into. How long is this stuff going to be here?" So let's go. I found this article. It says EartherRise.com. And it has this whole page dedicated to Jupiter retrograde. So the first thing that comes up, it says Jupiter and the bee. Okay, I know what I'll do for the thumbnail. So I'm going to take a picture of the thumbnail. And it's going to have this man staring at a bee on a column. And under it, it's going to say Jupiter retrograde. So that's what they're referring to when it says Jupiter and the bee. So now let's see what it says right now. It says... A queen bee from Mount Hymettus ascended to Olympus to present honey fresh from her combs. Jupiter, delighted with the offering, promised to give whatever she, she should ask. Give me, I pray thee, a sting that if any mortal shall approach to take my honey, I may kill him, implored the bee. Oh my gosh, this is so, oh, I already tell, I, I'm going to love this story so much. It says, Jupiter was pleased for he loved the human race, but he could not renege on his word. Jupiter thus replied, you shall have your request, but it will be at the peril of your very own life. If you use your sting, it will remain in the wound you have made and you will die from its loss. And... There's so much to unpack here, but for the sake of time, we might revisit it a different conversation. And part of it, I think I, I kind of knew it was going to go in that direction because um, I know that bees die when they sting you. So I kind of knew it was going to happen in that direction. But I am Scorpionic sun and I um, do understand the nature of Scorpios and Scorpi- Scorpions and Scorpions. There's some they're going to strike and when they strike you it's usually lethal it it can be very painful but it can be deadly depending on the size of what the animal is you know um but also um they will self destruct like they will strike themselves in the head and take themselves out so it's one of those things you know um this is crazy too because it says, Give me, I pray thee, a sting that if any mortal shall approach to take my honey, I may kill him. And so, but it's one of those things where Jupiter is kind of trumping the love for the human more so than the bee. And so, it's one of those things too, like 
this is kind of like when you think about how we're scared of bees. A lot of bees had to die in the process for us to kind of understand that they are not to be played with or there's way. One of the, the guys I met, he has, he's a beekeeper. He's a beautiful farm and stuff like that. And um, it spills over into like the propagation of all of his fruits and flowers and fruit trees and stuff like that. Like, yeah, fruit trees and flowers and plants. And um, there's a way to handle them, right? So, but yeah. So a little bit of an interesting story. Talks about Jupiter and the bee. Why did they bring this up for Jupiter retrograde? Let's see what it says. It says, it takes Jupiter about 12 years to complete its revolution around the sun. So if it's going retrograde, it's going to be going direct. So let's pay attention to what um, if I don't remember to mention it here, you're going to want to see where Jupiter goes direct because it's going to be there for the next 12 years. And if I remember correctly, I was like, oh, l- listen, a lot of millionaires and multimillionaires will be made in the next 12 years. It, you, some of us might struggle a little bit more, but we going to get there. Tw- 12 years, y'all? Listen, I'm going to try to remember. Let, let, me, let me pull it up real quick, y'all. Let's pull it up real quick. Jupiter direct 2023 let, let's see what it goes direct into after this so y'all yeah, have something direct 2023 so after there we go is it gonna go into gemini oh gosh so it says um <laughs> so right now jupiter is in um aries so um a lot of you have been in that go-getter energy right um it says in 2023 look for saturn in aquarius um in 2023 saturn is opposite is an opposition august 27 what that got to do with um i'm trying to find out what's happening with with jupiter (laughs) tell me about saturn um so it says uh april 22nd jupiter has transitioned from pisces to aries so we're in aries right now Um, making a powerful shift in different aspects of our life as one of the largest planets in our solar system and the ruler of abundance and growth. Jupiter's movement can have a significant impact on goals and values. So I've definitely been, you you can hear it even like with me transitioning to trading and getting into a lot of my other um, investment platform stuff too. So I hope it's been juicy for you. But it says, what date does Jupiter go? Oh, here we go. So it says, after a period of 119 days, Jupiter, the planet of luck and knowledge. Ooh, I love that it's also luck and knowledge. I'm going to like tap that into my brain right now. Okay. Jupiter also rules knowledge. I love that. Okay, so it says, it will become direct in Pisces on November 4. Oh, no, that was 2022. Hold on. We're trying to find out what's going on for 2023. Can you help me? Can you help me out here? Uh, Jupiter 2023. Oh, this might be a good sign. So Jupiter transition for Leo moon. Oh, if you're a Leo moon, there's this um thing called Jupiter transit 2023, 24, Predictions for Leo Moon. That looks like it might have some really good content in there for you. I wish they had something for like 
uh, I guess it would be Pisces moon. Let me open that in a new tab. I'll come back to that later. So it says, um, <laughs> here we go. No, that's for Pisces na natives. Okay. Yeah, definitely go to astroved.com and find out what Jupiter is going to mean for your transit. Because that is, I, I'm going to find out for myself. Listen, um, let me see. Where will Jupiter be in 2024? Okay, here we go. So Jupiter will be in Taurus in 2024. Yeah, and so remember, I talked about, oh, I talked about it in the last podcast. And I don't want to spend too much more time repeating it, but... Jupiter already rules everything that has to do with finance, real estate, material, like luxury designer, you know, um, all opulence, um, you know, cars, houses, jewelry, um, anything material, deeds, contracts, so on and so forth. And so, but Taurus, when I was doing the sexual astrological, you know, reading, like not readings, but like looking at their astrology and how they fall in love and who they're compatible with. One of the things that came out with Taurus is like, that's the sign when it comes to like the women will be called the gold diggers, but the men are the ones who like to give those type of gifts. Right. So the Taurus male, if he's not a Pookie and Ray Ray or Dusty or whatever, the the higher vibrational male, Taurus male, is going to buy you like the rings, the jewelry, the houses, the car, like those high ticket items, right? Um, but so, and so, but Taurus rules that material world. So now you're going to compound it with Jupiter and Taurus? Baby. Oh my God. Woo. So it says Jupiter is the second slowest moving planet from Saturn, transitioning from one zodiac to the next in around 13 months. So it's saying 13 months as opposed to 12 years. So let's just take it a little by little. But you have at least one whole year to leverage that. It says Jupiter exited its own zodiac sign of Pisces and entered the zodiac sign of its buddy Mars in... Uh, I think they mean we'll enter because this is still in the future. But I love how it's kind of like this is what we're doing. So it says Jupiter exited its own zodiac sign of Pisces and entered zodiac sign of its buddy Mars on April 22nd, 2024. And Jupiter will transit in Taurus in 2024. Um, to be to be um. To be precise, on May 1st, 2024. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Let's get back to this Jupiter thing. So it says here, it takes Jupiter 12 years to complete its revolution around the sun. As Jupiter rounds the bend from your point of view, it appears to slow down, stop, slide backwards, stop again, and then move forward a cycle known as a retrograde. Retrograde, or Rx, comes from the Latin word retrogradus, ret retrogradus, which means backward step. Each year, Jupiter retrograde lasts for about 120 days. And I love it too, because there's a phrase in the Bible that says, like, you're not going to be given more that you can than you can bear. 
in that retrograde, there might be people who lose their material goods or their finances or have a setback, but they last for such a short period of time that the retrograde is only, like in the case of Jupiter, 120 days. So if you can have an emergency planning, you know, for those three to six months, or you can um, do things and, and have that resilience and mental fortitude to understand that it, it's a, such a short period of time on the grander scale of things, then you can power through so much more. <sighs> Hold on. I've been, <laughs> you know, like when you're sitting on one butt cheek and it's like, sis, you've been on this butt cheek for a <laughs> I had to shift a little bit. So it says here, um, very important, the retrograde effect. Jupiter is a planet of plenty that bestows us with good fortune. So it says, this is very important. When retrograde, unusual, unexpected, and extreme things happen to, to matters ruled by Jupiter. Learn all you can about the matters ruled by Jupiter. Right, so all the unusual things, unexpected and extreme, and remember in the last last podcast, I talked about how when it's going to be in retrograde um, later this year, some of you might get a promotion and or you might become viral for something unusual and unexpected. There's that same energy, right? So it's like retrograde is not always a bad thing. I learned that from Bahati life, and so. It's kind of like, hey, if you ever thought you were going to do something outside of your comfort zone, that might be the time to just try something a little bit different. And you'd be surprised that that's the reason you go viral, right? So it says Jupiter watches over the half man, half beast, Sagittarian centaur, um, which represents our higher and lower selves. Oh, but y'all, you really, I don't really... I'm okay with Sagittarius types, but they're... Mm. I have two Saggies in my family. Interesting. <clears throat> Jupiter watches over the half-man, half-beast Sagittarian centaur, represented our higher and lower selves. When Jupiter is retrograde, we experience an internal struggle. Which of our two selves will, will triumph? Oh, that is freaking deep, y'all. You might want to press pause and I'm going to re- like read it again and then press pause and really think about that. When Jupiter's in retrograde, we experience an internal struggle. Which of our two selves will triumph? Remember, it talks about Sagittarius. Sagittarius is half man, half beast. So um, uh, th- this is crazy, too, because, you know, a lot of us have been having conversations, especially in the black community. Like, is it nature or is it nurture? You know, um, are we just complete animals or are we able to ascend to our higher vibrational, like use our brains to really rationalize and understand that we have autonomy and control? Or do we just allow ourselves to be animals to where we're just completely reacting to any and everything and creating havoc, you know, and or the higher vibrational parts of the animalistic too? animals have their pros in terms of how they move even like when you look at the bees the, the there's good things about bee colonies that the rest of us could take advantage of right oh i need to get up a little bit i'm been <sighs> sitting for a little bit too long and i do get restless i love that about myself even though i'm a shy girl i'm a quiet girl i do get restless and i have to kind of move around like if I legit just hang up on this right now and go get up, 
Just please forgive me, but let's see if we can push through it. So it says here, um, we have quite a bit to go through. We still have Jupiter rules, the physical, the big do's and the don'ts. Okay. So it says, our Jupiter rules our desire to explore the world. We develop a natural curiosity for other cultures and gravitate towards becoming more cultured, educated, and interested in a variety of subjects, refined, open-minded, tolerant, and respectful of people who come from different backgrounds. So I'm excited for what that means for the sisterhood. Now, if you remember from the last podcast, it said that when you're in Jupiter retrograde, you might not you might want to hold off on travel. So when it goes direct for the next 13 months, y'all are probably going to come up on some big money and you're going to be like, let's travel the world. I know I have some things I'm anticipating to get payouts on. And yeah, I'm going to start flying. You know, it might be things like flying to Vegas. Although I love a good drive, y'all. I love uh, driving like down the coast on Malibu. I love driving to Vegas. Um, but I might just catch a flight to Vegas and to a couple other places around the United States to start. And then I still have to go visit my parents in Costa Rica. So maybe when the energy goes direct, um, it could be like maybe May next year, I'll definitely book my flight for then. So, but yeah, so just kind of keep that in mind. I talked about that in the last podcast. Um, so Jupiter does make you want to explore. You're going to have, uh, curiosity, towards other cultures and stuff like that. I love the words that we're interested in a variety of subjects, you know. And remember, um, it's going to reward the unusual. So a lot of us have our strengths. Like I talked about how I come from an administrative background, right? Business background. So what is it that I can allow my curiosity to take me into something different? Check back with me. I talk about this all the time. Check back with me like later in the year because next thing you know, I might be bungee jumping or I don't know, just doing something completely different and unusual, but allow yourself to explore that. And that's what's going to propel you like Jupiter rewards that kind of stuff. It rewards curiosity, innovation, culture, right? Becoming refined, that's such a beautiful word to me. It kind of talks about like elegance. Let's just type in the word refined real quick because I don't know. It just really speaks to my heart. Like um, it talks about um, removing impurities, unwanted elements, removing um, by processing, right? Becoming purified, pure, clarified, clear, sifting, filtered. So just allowing yourself to release what doesn't serve you and just keep what is really good. Like keep all of the gems from the things that you're learning. Keep all of the beautiful things from the people that you meet and, you know, type of stuff. So cultivated, cultured, polished, civilized, stylish, elegant, right? So um, focus on that refinery. Can you imagine if you're doing that with a whole new wardrobe, like you've been blessed, you know, and now for the next 13 months, you're just going to be like upgrading your wardrobe too to be more refined and more cultured. And even you think about how it translates to the way that we dress. Like I know I've been wearing more kind of like um, 
my style has changed, but maybe this might be a time for me to wear like different things from other cultures, you know, and like in my hair and in my jewelry and in the my shoes or like different styles of clothing that show like a little bit of like panache, right? Or something from like France or I don't know, Bangladesh or something that from like the Aztec Mayans or, you know, something from like Dubai. I don't know, just cultured and the, the ed- learning about the different backgrounds and stuff like that. It also says that we're going to be more open-minded, tolerant, and respectful of other people who come from different backgrounds. And I love this for the sisterhood because I was talking the other day about how my heart was breaking for the women in in um, Afghanistan when their Taliban send out a mandate saying that that the salons where women were going to um and were being employed by were to be shut down and so not only are you destroying this hub where women are able to meet and share and um have like a safe space um and there's so much power when women come together and we talk and we we find out like girl this is what I'm eating this is how I'm saving this is how I'm you know what I plan to buy like you know network with this person and we when when women start to talk together there's so much power behind it there's actually um I did a podcast on this about a year or two ago I, it was more like 2 to 3 years ago but um I talked about how one of the most um powerful podcasts is actually like the view like one of the most pop, um powerful youtube ah, powerful tv shows is the view and it falls into the category of soft power because you have these women dressed up in their, you know, all different backgrounds and they're talking to other women, but they're shaping our thoughts on and views on politics, education, fitness, health, um, relationships and so on. And so you would never know that just watching it on your TV, but they're, the view is actually considered soft power, um, and so, um, and so they're taking away that, that hub where women were able to connect and escape, but also a lot of them were being employed from that. And so it's like me being able to connect with all the different backgrounds, people from Latin background, Asian background, um, Pacific Islander background from women from all around. I think that this is going to be definitely a pro, especially for the sisterhood. So let's try to move through this stuff. I told you all this is going to be long. I could could already kind of tell it was going to be on the longer side. It says, if we can't travel physically, we can always travel inward to expand our philosophical and spiritual horizons. I freaking love that. And here's why. Because one of my favorite phases is all is mind, right? And so if you start doing that inner work of expanding your philosophy and your spiritual horizons that is absolutely going to manifest into your 3d reality so it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when so just start up where you're at some people might have the finances to do the traveling and some people might expand the, like they said, like their philosophy and their spiritual horizons. And this is one of the things too, like I do believe like it's really hard for you to be spiritual and to stay impoverished. I think it's like the ultimate litmus test. It can take time, but um, a lot of times when there's impoverishment, when there's 
poverty, it has a lot to do with their mental. And so when you work on their mental, you're able to change the trajectory of their finances. It spills over. Like when you're when you have a healthy mind, you have healthy finances. And it's possible that you can generate a lot of income and still be bankrupt. And that's because your mind, you still haven't you still have a, a lack attitude because uh, surrounding finances. And so you're over leveraging or not putting it in. And so but once you heal the mind, the the wealthiest people have mastered that, right? <clears throat> so don't be afraid to do that inner work. Jupiter is also a planet of expansion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, beautiful energy. So in terms of the physical, so Jupiter rules the physical. We talked a little bit about, it gave us an intro. Now it talks about how, um, the physical things that Jupiter rules. Then it's going to talk about the f- philosophical, religious, and spiritual realms that it rules. So let's jump into it. And again, this is important. I want you to bear in mind that it's going to expand these things. Um, if Thursdays are ruled by Jupiter, the god Thor is ruled by Jupiter, right? So these are things that you can also look at doing on Thursdays on a regular schedule. But when it is in retrograde, you want to do the opposite and or pay attention to these type of things. And you might revisit your thoughts on certain things, your philosophies on certain things. But just practice caution for that little window of period of time. Like I said, like you might want to travel. We're going direct into Jupiter and Taurus. But... Just kind of um, keep in mind that you probably just don't want to do it during the time it's retrograde. So it says here, um, Jupiter rules expansion. Yep, there it is. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, my gosh. So Jupiter rules expansion, expeditions, right? Your travels. I remember my parents had the Ford Expedition. Uh, we had fun with that SUV until my brother uh, crashed it on a trip to Vegas. It's a long story, but... um. Um, but yeah, so expeditions, travel, right? Commuting, exploring new cultures, uh, curiosity and other things, right? It rules far travels, um, relocation. If you are thinking to relocate, I strongly recommend that you find an astrocart or somebody who specializes in astrocartography. I've done podcasts on this before. I've mentioned one lady in that previous. I'm pretty sure I have astrocartography in the description or in the title. I don't know if she still does it. But if you're planning your next move or where to travel, you can definitely reach her out or look for an astrocartographist. At one point, I visualized myself having people on my podcast and I in that podcast and I'll do it again now, too. If you are into astrocartography and you'd love to meet on my, um, you know, share and have me interview you. I would love to hear more of that. I think that we don't have enough topics or coverage on that. But yeah. So you can talk to an astrocartography person that it can tell you like where to relocate your business, what's going to be good for your business, what's going to be good for your love life. There are some places that have karmic, um, karmic lines. California is just one across the board. Um, it, it means that you're going to have a lot of lessons there as well, um, so it also rules foreign countries and culture, right? 
It also rules franchising, um, opening new branches and publishing. Oh my gosh. So this is good. I think that that's exciting. Like I've already started the process of writing a, uh, I've already written uh, two books. They're already out and about. And, but, um, just this, this past couple months, I wrote, I wrote a little, a book for little girls. I have to work on the covers for those, but I've been talking about how I want to release, um, manifestation journals. And I also want to do, um, there, there's more books I want to release. I also want to do a, a trading journal, and so I am working on those things now, but next year is the year that I'm definitely probably going to be releasing those. I'm going to be looking at when it goes direct for May 24th. And so it gives me time to work on some stuff behind the scenes and then really start to publish the way that I really want to for next year and being able to have all the resources that I want and um, and that abundance that I want to get those off the ground. It also um rules sea vessels, airplane airlines, airplanes, travel agencies. Might be a great time for you to, to um launch a travel agency. I know some people talk about um owning their own travel agencies, okay? So if that's gonna be expanding, maybe you can look into what that means for I would do it when the, the energy goes direct in Taurus in like there's still a little bit of a probably a post and a pre-shadow phase, but maybe May 2024 is when you can start that, start that up. I think the shadow phase would then be for the shadow phase for Jupiter being um in retrograde would be from I was it let me look at the dates here. <clears throat> the, so the shadow phase would be from November 24th to May. No, 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 no. Sorry, that's for 2022. Hold on. I had it here. Yeah, so transit will begin. No, 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 that's for Pisces. Oh, did I have it in another window? Hold on. Didn't we, did I close, did I collapse the little timeline thing? Maybe let me hit the back button. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me, because I want to, I'm a little bit of a stickler for (laughs) just a little bit. And sometimes it becomes a little bit OCD. So, but, so yeah, so, um. The retrograde is from September 4th to December 3rd. So the shadow phase would be from December 3rd, 4th of December 2023 until May 1st, 2024. Okay, because anytime you have a retrograde, you're going to have, even though you're out of the retrograde, you have to still give a couple of days. And in this case, because Jupiter is a slow moving planet, then that's where you're getting from December to January, February, March, April, May, like six months of a little bit of like, and and we'll see because there might be some more stuff. Like, let me see what happens for Jupiter 2024. Let me see 2024. Uh, Okay, so... It 
it says from May 16th to 23 to May 2024, the Jupiter returns to Taurus. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, maybe we are direct. No, 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 we're not. From May 16, 2023 through May 25, 2024, planet Jupiter returns to Taurus. So what's going on with, where is, where is um Jupiter now? Hold on. Jupiter now, 2023. Mm -mm -mm. So that's in April. Oh, right now it's in Aries. So right now Jupiter is in Aries and then it will go retrograde in... Taurus and then go direct in May in Taurus, if I'm understanding that correctly. So um, Jupiter rules sea vessels, airlines, airplanes, travel agencies, rocket ships. Oh, y'all. So remember, Age of Aquarius 2 is going to honor. Age of Aquarius honors everything having to do with speed and travel. And so... Um, Y'all know how obsessed I was with Age of Aquarius and all the stuff that comes with it. But it also, um, travel into space was one of the things that's very Age of Aquarius. And so, guarantee you wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk continues on his SpaceX um, expeditions. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of that next year. You know, and I'm, I'm going to pay attention to the dates that he launches SpaceX, right? Um, I think another one is called like the Voyager, if I'm not mistaken. They're also going to be um, expansion of intercontinental ballistic missiles. We are in Pluto retrograde at some point too, so we could have war, right? That, that, that could be a possibility, okay? So um, it says here, Jupiter also rules philosophical, religious, and spiritual. So let's get into it. So that means it's going to expand wisdom, philosophy, beliefs, higher education, religious and judicial matters, the spirit of the law, national inquest, and inner travel. Okay. Um, it also rules priests, preachers. Judges, law firms, universities, and places of worship. That is so interesting because, oh my gosh, I already can tell, like, I already know for my journal, I I talk about, I already have the templates, y'all, but sometimes my personality is a little funny. I have one of my journals, it is 90 um, temples, beautiful temples. And, but you can journal. I think that if you're kind of like me, you're not probably not even going to want to write on them because they're so pretty. But, um, I have it to where you have the, the, these beautiful temples and I invite you to think about what, you know, your body is a temple, your house as a temple, um, but your spiritual space and the way you view things as your temple and places of worship. So, but this can mean that, um, especially when you look at retrograde, you know, there might be a lot more priests and pastors that are going to be under scrutiny and their congregation is going to come out and be like, we don't like this. The, you know, can come up with allegations of fraud or, 
you know, um, sexual deviancies or stuff like that, there can be a surge in that retrograde. Um, you can see some judges going through some stuff, um, or maybe some judges might be appointed when it goes direct. Um, yeah, look and see what happens with universities, which ones are collapsing and which ones are, are growing and exploding. Um, if there's going to be an expansion, if there's going to be an ex an expansion in seeking education, variety of subjects, refinement, being open-minded. There might be an um, increase in curriculum um, matriculation for curriculum having to do with um, international MBA, like international business administration, um, international marketing. Um, there could be an explosion in... Um, uh, travel abroad. Matter of fact, this is so exciting. Um, I'm being reminded my niece is supposed to travel to Greece next year with her school. And so that's going to be a phenomenal year to, you know, they also have for like wealthier people, you can send your child in the summer. They have cruise ships that will travel like through the Mediterranean and stuff like that. Um, a lot of wealthy people do that with their children. So that would be something that would be great for next year too. Um, if you're going to do like cruises um, to different parts of the world, like to New Zealand or Australia or Alaska or stuff like that, great time to do it. Um, and so you, a lot of universities that kind of understand this will kind of add that component to the curriculum, right? Let's get into the big do's and don'ts. We're almost done here, y'all. It says, when Jupiter is retrograde and you have a natal planet or point in Jupiter's path, keep these do's and don'ts in mind. So this is if it's in a retrograde, right? So if it's in retrograde, put your travel plans on hold. Do not file a lawsuit or legal case. It could drag on and on. Do not sign a merger, acquisition, and franchise agreements. Do not apply for higher education, not during the retrograde, but once that is passed, oh my gosh, the level of learning that's going to happen on so many different levels, the, the level of expansion, it's going to be wild. You know, like even if you think about fashion and design, you might see that a lot of the designers that definitely are on the radar are going to be kind of like appropriating stuff from designs from Africa, from India, from you know, Central America from South America, like a more flavored look. Like I think the the clothing is going to have more of like indigenous prints and patterns and that type of thing too, right? Kind of like definitely celebrating more of the exotic things. So it says um, things to avoid. Um, so it says, if you must do a Jupiterian task, do it during the day. Jupiter will be kinder, right? So, but I, I would say if you're going to do it, do it on Thursdays, right? But again, you don't really kind of just keep it in the back of your mind. If you are familiar with planetary hours, avoid the hours of Jupiter. Oh, well, then you know what? Maybe, I don't know. Just, just, you know, keep yourself, I don't know, just kind of... It, I think I'm comfortable with me staying in like hermit mode during certain things and pulling back from certain things. 
But I think uh, sometimes I understand that if I try to tell y'all, like, well, you might not want to be out in these streets. Some people are like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So I'm. it doesn't bother me if I have to be kind of hermit mode for a little bit or through some energy. Um, but yeah, so that's that's why I was kind of laughing at myself a little bit. So it says, if you're familiar with planetary hours, avoid the hours of Jupiter. My favorite hour, my favorite app is Hours by Sirius Labs. Oh my gosh, you know what? I think one of the, the young ladies I met, um, she might have something similar to this. Because she's like, I can tell you every single hour what's going to happen to you or when something is in your favor. I'm going to check this with, I'm going to check it. I'm going to definitely let you guys know. Um, I hope my food is here soon because I ordered it last night. I knew what I wanted. But the um, out here, they don't open their restaurants until like like 11 o'clock. And so, um, they just opened right now. It's 1101 <laughs> and they're preparing my food and it should be here in the next half an hour or stuff. So interesting. It says, do not move to another country during the retrograde. And again, this is why I think the astrocartography is going to be important. You can plan your move. You can start packing, you know, but schedule the move, um, after it goes direct. It says, um, review your beliefs, discard with that, those that no longer serve you. Excuse me. And it says, and then replace them with empowering ones. So as you're going through kind of like that second guessing yourself phase, think about what you want to let go, what you cannot take with you into 2024 and, and think about it is like, is this going to empower me? Does this make me feel emboldened? And I think also the other thing that was just on the tip of my tongue was, um, you know, oh yeah. So they just picked up my order. (laughs) Okay. So one thing that, um, can kind of help is, um, if you're stepping into an era of abundance, what are the thoughts surrounding poverty that you're going to have to release? What are your thoughts surrounding wealth that you're going to have to release? Because if you are going to be coming into an era where your business is going to blossom, your income is going to increase, um, what are your thoughts on like investing in real estate and investing in stock and investing in family members, investing in your education, investing in travel, right? Um, And you might find that you will have limiting beliefs and you're going to find that, hey, my beliefs about hiring staff to delegate stuff, for me to expand, I'm going to have to be okay with hiring more people. And it, it might mean that I might be okay with having a call center in a different country, right? Like it's to that level, Like, or I know at one point I I have, um, my jewelry that I was making bracelets and I really enjoyed, um, I got some rare, um, beads, but when I tell you they're expensive, oh my gosh, these are not like little beads that you get like crystal beads from, you know, Amazon. I sourced them from South Africa they're freaking expensive. They're like almost like 108 for, is it like 30? So for, for 30, um, beads, 
beautiful. Oh my gosh. So like if you're talking about outsourcing um, jewelry and putting together pieces or even where you source your textiles and your materials from. And, and you see this a lot too. Like even when you talk about like, even though I want us to build things in America, this is interesting too. Let me, let me just kind of level this with you too. I saw in the news where it was talking about how, um, Janet Yellen was talking about going into a quote unquote healthy competition with, with China. And when you start to understand how much we import and export, there's going to be an exploration of where are we sourcing our materials from. If we're going into comp- competition with China, that means that we're going to have to pivot and start to source our stuff from places like Colombia, Brazil, Africa, Australia, New Zealand, you know, revisiting. And, and even when you think about um how they're trying to decide what's going to happen with the U.S. dollar and who's forming alliances, the way that we, the things that we used to get from the places we used to get, those things might change, right? So it says here, avoid being dogmatic. Ooh, listen, when I tell you I so embrace this, it says avoid being dogmatic about your beliefs or you might do or say something in, at an inopportune time. Let's just look up the word dogmatic real quick. Dogmatic is like, and, and I... I so embrace this because it's kind of like a draining energy a little bit too. It's like when you're so stuck on something that you can't get your head out of your ass. So it says here, inclined to lay down principles at incontrovertibly as incontrovertibly true, right? So um, that that's a loaded sentence right there. You might have to unpackage that in and of itself. So it says, dogmatic means that you are inclined to lay down principles as incontrovertibly true. Like there is no disputing it. It's just this. There's you're so strict and uh, regimented that it's like there's no room to move to the left or to the right. Listen, it's okay to just be like, well, I accept 90% of this to be true and let the other 10% die. You know, like you don't have to be so like, ah, dogmatic is probably the word I was looking for. But here's other words that are synonymous to dogmatic. Like you're so opinionated that it just, it's okay to have an opinion, but you don't have to like force it or beat people over the head over it. Another word is para, paramentary. Um, assertive, imperative, insistent, emphatic, right? So yeah, I even talk about it. Like me going into 2024, a lot of the content I've covered over the past years, it has changed um, and it's about to change some more. And if you talk about one hell of a green light, ain't got to tell me twice, baby, like bring it, bring that retrograde and bring the Jupiter direct in Taurus. Like I'm ready for it. Like opinions where... Old school thoughts where dogmatic dogma where like already ready to move on to the next thing and so then um last but not least it says remember the story about Jupiter and the bee now is a good time to make good use of wisdom now is not the time to foolishly put wisdom to the test so that's what that story was about So Jupiter, remember, Jupiter is about wisdom and knowledge. Freaking deep. That is so freaking deep. Um, Jupiter is about wisdom and knowledge, expanding wisdom and knowledge. And so it's one of those things where the bee asked for what it wanted, but it didn't ask 
for it it asked what it wanted no it got what it asked for but not what it wanted and so sometimes you have to really think through you know i, I oh i'm going to say this right here too i talk a lot about how sometimes people are not aware this is has speaks to emotional intelligence sometimes you don't you're not aware of what the other person is what you're dealing with you only think of in the capacity of what yourself. And so this being knew that this Jupiter God was capable of giving it, granting its desire. But the, the bee did not understand that the Jupiter loves the human being. And if it had understood the human being, it might have asked for something else. Um, because really what the bee wanted was to be protected from being harmed by the human. But the Jupiter... Granted its wish, but it meant that it would lose its life. And so a lot of us are apprehensive about the bee, you know, and we keep our distance and we know that we have to handle them in a, such a way that we're not harming them and and respect that, that thing of nature. But yeah, they kind of like have a little bit of emotional intelligence too, which is actually kind of, if you were to, to say a word that's synonymous for Wisdom would probably be emotional intelligence, right? Um, because even as you're starting to learn and acquire information, it's like wisdom is, let's look up the word. I'm so hungry right now. A little bit has to do with I haven't drank the rest of my water. I've been here talking. This is like my third podcast in a short period of time. So wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. I want to unpack this a little bit more, but I'm already over the 30-minute mark. But it's so beautiful. It says, The soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Body of knowledge and principles that develops within a specified society or period. Scholarship, learning, erudition, philosophy, lore, intelligence, understanding, insight, perception. Y'all hear my neighbors? They turning up, y'all. My neighbors turning up. They about to have a pool party. So it says here, things to do. Find out when Jupiter will turn retrograde. We already did that. Um, run your birth chart and get a, read a retrograde survival kit. So they're selling their, their little stuff here. Um, the website that I'm referring to is EarthRise.com Jupiter Retrograde. Yeah. So, and you'll probably recognize it because it'll have the thumbnail. We'll have that, that guy on there with the B. So I hope that this was a blessing to you. I thoroughly enjoy TF out of this. Um, you know. And so, Yeah. Y'all know sometimes I have a hard time like disconnecting or saying goodbye, but yeah, so it's okay. I'll be back. I'll catch you on the flip side. Like I said, I hope it was a blessing. So much to learn. Um, definitely something to look forward to. Be of good courage, be of good hope. Um, strategize, mastermind, you know, how you see yourself in the future. And maybe this helped break through some ways that because you know. I think when you get to a certain age too, you kind of think that each year is just going to be cut and paste of the next year. Maybe a lot of you at the beginning of this podcast just kind of figure 2024 is just going to be the same as 2023. But now we have this tape 
on the table where you can expand your real estate, your finances, your business, your knowledge, your wisdom, your travel, um, you know, your beliefs, all of those things are going to expand. And so it's like maybe you can think about traveling to places Maybe you're long past overdue for vacation. And I wouldn't even worry about it too, because like I said, the Jupiter and Taurus in tandem, those are juicy energies. Like I talk I talk about how Divine Source gives us um energy packets, like they're little bundles of like love, and they're really for us to progress. That's why I don't have a problem. Sometimes even when the government does things that seem like it can quote unquote harm us, I can peel peel back the layers. And I'll say this because um, I kind of do want to do a podcast on this. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. I just have to manage my energy. But um, I was listening to Kelly OG and she has a, pod, a video titled, um, It's Too Late to Become a Millionaire if you kind of want to get where I'm going to go with things or the sentiment. And she talks about how in 2008, um, right after the the economy crashed, that I, with four years after the economy crashed in two thousand eight was the birth of even more millionaires, and there's no longer the one percent. It almost doubled. It's like the top two percent now. And so, if we're coming out of the pandemic and we're still within the first four years, so last year or this year would be the third year. So the fourth year, you're still in that window of you having the opportunity, like you're more likely to become a millionaire after these type of occurrences. So it can seem like the government is this big bad wolf that's just keeping us in this pandemic. But the underlying pressure, it's very much that eagle with the baby eaglets. It's kind of like showing its thorns because it knows that you can fly and it knows that it can offset you to where, you know, that pressure is going to make you become self-sufficient and not everybody sees it that way right so um kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there that's why I'm not like afraid of like retrogrades or I'm not afraid of like the pandemics and stuff and even now I'll share this I know that we're getting close to the to the to the 60 minute mark and then it's going to turn off and then I don't want to come back and re-record another segment but I talk about how the last two years I was living off of passive income and it was one of those things where it's kind of like it was a blessing for the time that it was, but two of the platforms collapsed and one of them for complete idiotic reason, but it forced me to now where I'm on my fifth day of trading um, stock and I knew better and I had started trading two to three years ago. But it was just kind of like, eh, life is comfortable, life is good, life is great. And so Divine Source in their own way was like, baby girl, I've been been telling you, you need to learn how to trade for yourself. You took the classes, I set you up with the best mentors, and now you're just not, like, let's get with the program. So when those two programs went under, it's kind of like, ah, okay, I know what time it is, game time, whoop, let's go. So it's kind of like, okay. Get your trading account together, get the funds, get the mentor that you need. And now here I am, I'm trading for myself. And I'm, I've thankfully so far, I've had five successful days of trading. I know one day I might have a loss, may it be small or, you know, 
I can use it as a learning lesson so that I'll go for a greater period of time before I have a loss and that type of thing. But it's like, I'm exactly where I needed to be. But if I didn't experience the discomfort, if I didn't experience the discomfort of having those pull, and they're supposed to be paying out sooner than later. It's just, you know, that period of discomfort forced me to be like, all right, this is what you need to do. And so remember, Jupiter kind of forces you to say like, wait a minute, especially in Ju- in Taurus, how can I become more financially independent without having to depend on other people? How can I really take that leap of faith and trust in myself? Right? So it kind of makes you want to embrace the struggles and look for the opportunity and the silver lining behind it because that's how divine source is with us. It, it really is big mama energy. It really is trying to teach you a lesson. And it is, you know, divine source is very much like eagle energy with its eaglets. It wants you, it's going to provide everything. You have the perfect DNA genetic makeup for it. And it's going to nourish you until it's time for you. It's going to recognize when you have those wings and you, you know, you've been nourished so much that your kind of plump ass is sitting on those thorns, but those thorns is kind of like, I don't want to leave this job. I don't want to leave this country. Some of us are going to move to different countries because it's going to be better for our socioeconomic standing. As much as I love California, maybe it's time for me to just take my trading to Costa Rica and just be out there with my parents. They're retired. I don't know how much longer I might not be here for much longer, but it, you know, if it's something I know about life, my parents are not going to be along around for very long. So why not leverage that time? My niece is going to be traveling. Maybe this is going to be us being able to take travel to a whole other level, you know, um, and help her to get cultured before she starts to go off to college. And maybe I might find some exotic place where I can trade on a beachy sand that is way more in alignment for my business, for my mental health, heck, even for my love life, right? And and because it's going to help me break down my thoughts of how easy it is to travel, if it's nothing but a flight away where I just pack my duffel bag and I can buy the clothes when I get there and buy the food when I get there and stay in the best places, now I can just be global. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Will it happen next year? I don't know. One thing I'm going to tell you, though, I'm definitely not going to fly there. I will take a cruise to New Zealand. Now, don't let me mess around and find out like the only way for me to get there is to fly there. Then it is what it is. But um, but yeah, so just something for you to think about. Like your next year is going to be so different for you, so different for you. And I hope that it helped to shatter some of the thoughts about what you even thought was coming down the pipeline for you. You're fitting to travel. You're fitting to get into a finna right? Then again, into other things like with education, expansion and relationships, promotions, right? Starting that business, sourcing your material and your people who work for you from other all around the world, getting global, right? Being cultured, being refined. So this has been my pleasure. Until the next podcast, y'all be blessed. I'll see you at the top. Bye.